Welcome or welcome back to Pre Arb Excellence, a roots based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today's episode is called Shoving and Sidelights. Shoving and Sidelights. There was pitching in pretty much every game. Absolutely very good pitching in every game. And in almost all the cases, this is the last outing for all the pitchers for the season. In almost all the cases, that's what happened. Oh, where to start? I'm going to start start in Iowa, and I'm going to remind you. There's pitching, and in most instances, there is a sidelight. So, we're going to start with Matt Swarmer, who's been fantastic the last 10 or 11 starts. Today, five innings, five hits, three runs, three earned. Three walks, eight strikeouts, one home run. Doesn't sound that good, but when you consider the Omaha Royals have hit like... I I think the Omaha Royals have almost hit more home runs against the I-Cubs than the I-Cubs have hit all season. It's absurdly close how how close those two numbers are. Um, Omaha Storm Chasers, not the Royals. Storm Chasers. Um... So that Swarmer got out alive was a credit because this uh, Omaha is a fantastic offensive unit. Uh, I'm leaning toward doing all the pitchers these days. Jackson McClelland, at least most of them. Inning in two-thirds, three hits, a run, earned two walks, a strikeout. Um, Eric Yulman, inning in a third, nothing, 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 and a strikeout. And Anurice Rosario, inning, one hit, one run, one earned, no walks, two strikeouts, and a home run. Anuris Rosario is the sidelight for the Iowa game. I think I've talked about him before, but I did a little tiny bit more work on him, a little more um, research on him this time. He's a 26-year-old pitcher, 26-year-old pitcher, not by any stretch out of the norm, not out of the realm of what you might expect from a triple-A pitcher. His first year with the Cubs was 2014. In 2014, 2015, 2016, and 2017, all four seasons. You're allowed four seasons in the Dominican Summer League. He took all four. 2017, uh, let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, he moved to the Arizona League. 2019, he was in the Arizona League and Eugene, the Northwest League. There, that, that classification no longer exists. So coming into 2021, because there's no 2020, coming into 2021, Anuris Rosario, the highest level that he had ever pitched at, no longer exists. Highest level he'd ever pitched at no longer exists. Of the levels that do exist, the highest level that he pitched at was the Arizona Compound League. So, this season, he pitched twice in the Arizona Compound League. I'm not quite sure when. don't have dates on that specifically right now. Maybe I will at some point. So, he pitched two games in the Arizona League. And then back about, I don't know, three weeks ago, Iowa ran out pitchers. You know, they they got to the point where, no, we don't want to use Ben Leeper anymore. You know, he can probably pitch an inning or two here or there, but we don't want to use him. We want, 
They moved 26-year-old Enuris Rosario from the Arizona League to AAA. My, that's a jump, isn't it? His numbers haven't been that good. But honestly, they haven't been as horrible as you might think. You know, I think his ERA, I can actually look it up while I'm talking. Um, he's had, I think, five outings with uh, South Bend, uh, with um, I-Cubs. And I completely puked all this up. Okay, we're going to go with that. Um, no, he's had four or five outings. He had one outing where he gave up, I think, four runs in an inning or something like that. Um, but honestly, he hasn't been nearly as bad as one might think for a person jumping from the Arizona Compound League to Iowa. And as we scroll down to the bottom, ba -ba -da -ba -bum, and Uris Rosario, ERA 9.53. Not good, but uh, all things considered, probably he'll stick around next year. He's gotten to AAA. He's pitched in AAA. Um, you know, have him be one of those guys that bounces back and forth between levels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if they had treated him like crap this year and just moved him up to Myrtle Beach, let's see, one, two, three, four years in Arizona League. Then one more year, then 2020, then 2020. He very well might have said, screw this, I'm going to another organization. But now, because the Cubs decided, we're going to try you in Arizona, we're going to try you in uh, Iowa and see how you do, maybe he might be interested in sticking around. Frankly, I'm interested in the Cubs keeping pitchers around. You know, if a pitcher can even somewhat avoid losing his lunch at AAA, I'm kind of interested in him sticking around. Now, there was a bit of a headline going on in the Iowa game. Brennan Davis had two hits. Brennan Davis homered to straightaway center. Brennan Davis is good enough at this level. I'm going to have a Brennan Davis sidelight. Hold that thought. Abiotol Avellino, can't even say his name. Two for five, two runs scored, RBI a home run. Uh, Tyler Leidendorf crushed a homer. He was two for four, drove in three runs. Eric Castillo, two for three with an RBI. Cubs game, it was eight to four to the top of the ninth. Eight to four to the top of the ninth. And the Storm Chasers brought in Dylan Coleman, who is a major league veteran. He's their late inning guy. He's their leverage guy. They figured, we're going to use him today. Why not? No point in not doing it. And it was... Dylan Coleman against Brennan Davis. Four-run game. Why not? You know, wait, 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 let's, let's just see what happens. Davis was down early, early in the count, 1-2. I think he fouled one off. Then there is a pitch up in the, up, 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 just above the zone. 101. Check swing. Ball two. How do you check a swing on 101? No, seriously, how, how do you check a swing on 101? If you're trying to gear up for 101, how are you checking a swing on that?
Then he had an outside pitch just off the uh, just off the edge. 101, spits on it. I don't want to swing at it. That's a ball. 3-2 count. Slider in the dirt. Didn't bite. <laughs> Brennan Davis drew a fantastic walk against a major league veteran pitcher. Tossing 101 and bouncing a slider on 3-2. What's more impressive to you, that or that he can take one out to center field? Seriously, which is more important to you? Which is more impressive to you, that he can check his swing on 101, spit on one just off the outside corner, and hold a swing, not even bite on a slider in the dirt? That's one heck of a walk. Um, Iowa wins 8-5. to five. McClelland gets the win. Eric Yulman would have gotten the save had he pitched the ninth. He did not. And Yuris Rosario gave up a 440-foot home run to um, Bobby Witt Jr. That will not be the last 440-foot home run Bobby Witt Jr. hits in a professional baseball game. And with a four-run lead, you don't want to walk him. You don't want to walk him. Here, man, hit, hit the ball. Hit the ball. Okay, you hit it. <laughs> Congratulations. Iowa wins 8-5. to five. That was one game. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Tennessee, Ryan Jensen gets the start. Uh, Tennessee had been rained out. There was a hurricane down there, and the rain or unplayable conditions or whatever it was. So uh, Thursday night, they start a four-game series. Ryan Jensen goes the first five innings, four hits, a run, a walk. No, uh, four. Let's try this again. Five innings pitched, four hits, a run, an earned run, no walks, two strikeouts, one home run. His season ERA at the AA level is, uh, is 3.00. We will take that. Since it's only a four-game series... Javier Assad, who normally would have pitched the first game of the series, or maybe the second, was brought in in relief. Two and a third, five hits, three runs, three earned, two walks, three strikeouts, one home run against. Brian Hudson, two-thirds of an inning, one strikeout. And Scott Kobos came in, which meant nobody did jack squat against him because nobody's done jack squat against Scott Kobos wherever he's been this year. He started off in... Myrtle Beach, and it's like, <laughs> this guy, he, he's getting everybody out. It's adorable. You know, maybe they all move him up a level. They move him up a level. Everybody's getting, he's getting everybody out there. Oh, maybe, maybe they all call him up a level. They bring him up to Tennessee. Still nobody's hitting him. I, I, I can't tell you a darn thing about him. I really can't tell you a darn, darn thing about Scott Kobos. I can't tell you velocity. I can't tell, he, he, he just keeps getting people out. So as he, when he quits getting people out, then I'll start figuring stuff out. But, He's gotten to double A. He's making mishmash of people. If you're a left-handed pitcher and you're making mishmash out of people at the double A level, y'all can probably pitch a little bit, just a little tiny bit. Scott Kobos, if he stays healthy, will be a major league pitcher. Um, Nelson Velazquez, three for four, two runs scored, two runs driven in, home run, 
Christopher Morrell, two for five runs scored RBI. Grayson Bird, two for four RBI walk. Carlos Sepulveda, 0 for three, but he scored two runs because he walked twice. Tennessee led six to nothing after three, hung on to win six to four, and because Scott Kobos is around, it wasn't a problem. Really not much of a sidelight there. Of course, I didn't really have the game on. And anytime Scott Kobos pitches and just embarrasses people, it's kind of a sidelight anyway. Let's go to Quad City. Let's go to South Bend. And boy, do we have some sidelights in this game. Um, Yeah. DJ Hers makes his last start of the season. South Bend, five innings, four hits, one run, one earned, two walks, nine strikeouts. I will warn you, the team, Quad City, that he's playing against has kicked everybody's ass all year long. Um, five innings, four hits, two walks, nine strikeouts, one run earned against Quad City. That's against Quad City. That's fantastic. Um, let's see. Alexander, I don't know if you've been to the Quad City field. I don't know if you have, but I'm going to draw you up a little bit. The dimensions are about normal. Probably, I don't know, 325, 330 to the left field corner. Then there's about a 80-foot hill, 90-foot hill going up. And then there is a Ferris wheel. I haven't been there since the Ferris wheel was put in. But you had, I remember once uh, Dustin Geiger hit a home run two-thirds of the way up the berm in left field. He, he just slaughtered it. You know, just if you hit it that far, you absolutely killed the flipping ball. It's a home run no matter where you're playing. Car, um, Alexander Canario, who was the leadoff hitter tonight, homered, almost hit the Ferris wheel. Alexander Canario, he's good. He's good. He was named in a top 100 this morning. Alexander Canario, yeah, he's good. He, um, he will be in spring training next year, and people, the first time they see Alexander Canario, who the hell is this guy? I've never heard of him. He sucks. Second time, they'll say, who the hell is he? I've never heard of him. He sucks. One of, these one of those times, he's going to beat the snot out of the ball, and it's not going to land until it gets to New Mexico, and the fans are going to say, this guy might be okay. Um, Alexander Canario, it's just a matter of when. When is somebody going to say, I'm interested in this guy? Not will he or is it ever going to happen? Um, Alexander Canario, yeah, he's getting there. Bailey Reed struggled. Denise Correa, I don't know if you remember, but I've been talking about who the Cubs should protect in the Rule 5, uh, protect from the Rule 5 draft. Denise Correa has basically bowled, um, bull-driven himself into a situation where he has to be protected. No, he's not to double-A. No, he's not to triple-A. He throws 97. He throws 98. Tonight, one inning. No hits, no runs, no earn, no walks, one strikeout. ERA, advanced A-ball, 2.45. He has to be protected. Simply, he has to be protected. And to the people who will say, oh, well, he's only pitched an A-ball. Uh, A-ball, he's never gotten to double-A. He won't be able to. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What ends up happening with the Rule 5 draft, some crappy team, 
some crappy team, either in the first round of the Rule 5 draft or the second round of the Rule 5 draft, some crappy team will throw $100,000 and buy them. $100,000 and buy them. And the, the, they'll use them in spring training and they'll you know, check them out. It's like, oh, 97, 98, cool. And people will say, oh, but he's not ready to pitch in a major league. He'll sit down on the bench. National League, American League, doesn't matter. There's DH, both leagues next year. Next year, both leagues, DH. Go down there, sit down there. Hey, get get, get them ready. We're, we're going to pitch them once a week. We're going to pitch them once a week for an inning just to get them some experience. And the Cubs would lose him. The Cubs would lose Denise Correa. He would get selected by someone who doesn't give a damn. He would get selected. He would get used periodically. It wouldn't really matter how well he does because the team that would draft him would probably be a pretty crappy team. And if, oh my goodness, we're losing, we're, not, we're in the target, we're, we're, we're going to lose 98 games. Doesn't matter. They don't care. They drafted <laughs> a, a Rule 5 guy. They, they really don't care how well they do. Um, and Denise, Denise Correa would last the season with that team. Then he'd get sent back down to the minor leagues, and then he'd figure it out, and he would be on their 40-man roster, and the Cubs would not have him. Um, Tanner Justin Dalton pitched the last two innings and ended up getting the win, which is kind of a tell. Uh, Alexander Canario homered to make it 2 to nothing after hers left once Bailey Reed came in and struggled. It was 3-2 to two going into the ninth inning, and Jonathan Perlaza, you might want to try to find this one. You really might want to try to find this one. I have it on the um, Cubs Team 2023 hashtag. Perlaza, I think he hit it into the river. He, he, it was a, it, when Apo Radio or Apo TV, however you want to phrase it. When Apo TV, Apo Radio says, that was a missile. That was a missile. He wasn't talking about his own team. He was talking about the team that just kicked his team's butt. Perlaza hit one into the room. It, 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 I've been there. When you hit the ball where he hit it, when you hit the ball as far as he hit it, it's going to land there. It, it's going to get wet. He hit one into the river. Look up the video. Um, later in the half inning, Edmund Khan would score on a wild pitch. And South Bend won 5-4. to four. Um, Jonathan Perlaza is really trying to get himself protected in the Rule 5 draft. I had thought he would be. I was talked out of it by someone, so now I do not have him on my protect list. Perhaps... I am wrong in that, but um, we'll just have to see. Myrtle Beach, that was the game I prioritized tonight. Um, it was not the... But Manuel Espinosa, five innings, three hits, one run, one earned, no walks, six strikeouts. I undervalue Manuel Espinosa. I was reminded again tonight, he's 20 years old. He's 20 years old. He's pitching in full season ball. And I, I, I must have been thinking he's like 22, 23, 24, 29, 37, whatever. But he's 20 years old. And he's pitching in full season ball. 
if you're 20 years old and you're pitch, pitching as a starter in full season ball, that is worthwhile. That is useful. Um, congratulations to him on doing that. You know, it's he's not the only guy who's doing that, but uh, I have undervalued him. He's constantly gone out there. He's taken the ball. He's given the team innings. He's run up his pitch count. Um, after five innings today, Riley Martin came in, presumably for his last outing of the season. Two and a third innings pitch, one hit, two runs, two earned, three walks, four strikeouts. Bit lofty on the walks today, not his best outing. But Riley Martin, as a five-year guy from Quincy University, five-year guy from Quincy University, $1,000 signing bonus, and he is already at full season ball, and he pushed it up to two and two-thirds innings today in relief. Riley Martin will be, um, he will be a something. I don't know what that something will be. I'm not that smart. I'm not that omniscient. Ask other people. Ask other people who, uh, who are omniscient. I don't know everything that's going to happen. That's why I listen to the games and take notes. Um, Ed Howard and Christian Franklin both had two hits each. Myrtle Beach lost three to two. And who was it? Uh, I think Fabian Pertuz was caught trying to do a steal of home. And Myrtle Beach ended up losing three to two. Um, not ideal, but n nothing to horribly get worried about. Um... Riley Martin and Manuel Espinoza both are somewhat of a sidelight there. Um, Mesa, this game was a taffy pull. This game was a complete taffy pull the entire way. And if you haven't figured out what a taffy pull is, um, this game will kind of explain it to you. Uh, first inning, Mesa scored three. The Rangers scored four in the first, two in the second. Mesa scored three in the third, three in the fourth to take a nine to six lead. In the fifth, the Rangers scored four to make it ten to nine. The Cubs tied it in the sixth. The Rangers took back the lead in the seventh in the bottom of the sixth. In the seventh, there was no scoring. Amazing. I, I, I'm not sure how that happened. Umpire must have extended the strike zones or something. Uh to the eighth inning, Mesa down. 11 to 10. Mesa scores three runs. Texas scores one run to make it 13 to 12. And again, the ninth inning, no scoring. I, I don't know how that happened. Um, even if there weren't things to talk about in other games, there's a whole lot to talk about here. And starting pitchers were the story of the night. Starting pitchers are the story of the night here. Michael McAveen who is returning from some sort of injury. Um, some sort. I, I think he was contemplating Tommy John surgery, but decided to go with something else. But I, I, I really I, I don't delve too much into, into injuries. He's back. He's pitching. Two-thirds of an inning, four hits, four runs, two earned, two walks, two strikeouts. The important thing is, he was back. As I noted, the pitching in the game was largely rubbish. 
and when you have a taffy pull game going on, that's what you get. Lots of hits, lots of walks, lots of what the heck is going on here. Chase Watkins eventually came out of the bullpen. Three and two-thirds innings pitched, five hits, two runs, two earned, one walk, five strikeouts, which in this game was absolutely, you know, it was like Bob Gibson, 1968, because everybody's hitting the heck out of the ball. Okay, I'm going to start with James Triantos offensively, and then I'm going to finish with James Triantos eventually. Triantos, four for four, four runs scored, two runs driven in, two walks, two doubles. Kevin Alcantara, who was also included in the same top 100 list that Alexander Canario was. Kevin Alcantara, three for five, two runs, three driven in, one walk. Juan Mora, one for six, two runs, two driven in, no walks. He hit a home run. B.J. Murray, three for five, run scored, three RBIs, one double, and a walk. I said I was going to close it up talking about James Triantos. Now, this game was an absolute tapping pole. I admitted to that uh, in the... Seventh inning, was it? Um, Myrtle Beach loaded the bases, and Triantos and Alcantara were the last two hitters to walk, which brought up Juan Mora and BJ. Was it Mora? Uh, yeah, Juan Mora and then Ranier Quintero, and the pitcher managed to strike out Mora and Quintero. Now we get to the eighth inning, and something happened that just doesn't happen very often. It just doesn't happen very often. Growing up as a child, watching baseball games all the time, all the damn time, if you ask my mom, she wouldn't argue with you even remotely. It was all the time. Baseball was played somewhat differently. People weren't so much into the, um, if you do this, it would be bad for your team. Bunts were a lot more popular. Intentional walks were a lot more popular. Pitchers would be left in well beyond their expiration date because they were expected to pitch well beyond their expiration date. Um, But yeah, there were a lot of things that were different back then. But back then, it was rather... Uh, rather regular, rather normal, rather popular, where a team would intentionally walk the hitter, load the bases, put runners on first and second, to bring up the next guy. Maybe it was a left-right thing. Maybe it was the seventh hitter hits 310, and the eighth hitter hits 205, or something like that. It was quite popular back in the day to intentionally walk hitters. But then teams started to realize, eh, what, last 15, 20 years? Intentional walks are generally a really bad idea because it's not the batting average necessarily. It's also, if the next guy manages to get on somehow and... The number, the numbers just don't add up with intentional walks most of the time. Quite often, major league teams 
avoid the intentional walk. Now, let's move to the minor leagues. If you're not intentionally walking players at the major league level, you're certainly not going to walk players intentionally in the minor leagues because let's let's say Brendan Davis is up. You have your pitcher on the mound. I, I, I kind of want to see how he does against Brendan Davis. Is he better than Brendan Davis? Probably not. But, I, you know, what's he got? You know, what, what, what's, his, what's his put-away pitch? Try Do what you can. There is very little reason in minor league baseball to ever walk a hitter intentionally. Sometimes maybe if you have a situation where the other team is out of pinch hitters and the pitchers do up and you intentionally walk somebody to bring up the pitcher, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But as far as in the minor leagues, anything other than that, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That make a whole hill of a lot of bean sense to intentionally walk anyone for any reason. Now, let's get to the Arizona Compound League. Arizona Compound League. Why would you walk a hitter in the Arizona Compound League? You're checking to see, is this guy good enough to pitch to, against it? If this guy is so bad that I'm going to intentionally walk somebody to bring up somebody else, why is this guy even in my organization? If I'm afraid of having this pitcher pitch to that batter in the Arizona Compound League, when winning the game really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You're trying to develop talent. Why does it make any sense to intentionally walk a hitter at the Arizona Compound League level? Now, you see how it's getting a bit more stark? At the major league level, yeah, you can see a situation where it makes sense. The minor league level, you can possibly, maybe if you can fabricate a whole bunch of stuff and go through seven assumptions, then possibly, perhaps, maybe it might work if you're in a playoff hunt. But the Arizona Compound League, you're checking to see, is this pitcher that we have any good? Is this guy worth having around? If he can't get this guy out, if we know he can't get this guy out, why the heck is he around? Tonight... I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to walk you through it. Walk me through it, too. Cubs trail the Rangers 11-10 to 10 to the eighth inning. B.J. Murray singles. Shendrick Epistel doubles Murray to third. Runners on second and third. Nobody out. Tying run on third. Lead run on second. Ismael Mena singles. B.J. Murray scores Shendrick Epistel to third. Tie game. Ezekiel Pagan flies to left. Ismael Mena takes second base on defensive indifference. Runners on second and third. Tying run on third. Jason Santana strikes out swinging. Runners on second and third. Two outs. Top of the eighth inning. Kai Noah Winyard. Not familiar with him. Not familiar with him. Don't, don't know if he's any good. Don't know, don't know a thing about him. Don't know a thing about him. Kai Noah Winyard intentionally walks James Triantos. Why in the hell are you walking? James Triantos intentionally in Arizona League. Why are you walking James Triantos 
in the Arizona League. Kainoa Winyard. Are you afraid what Winyard would do against Triantos? Now, here, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. In May or June, James Triantos is in high school. In May or June, James Triantos was in high school. And Kainoa Winyard just intentionally walked him in a professional baseball game. James Triantos was in high school this year, and he's already getting walked in Arizona League games. Pitching change. Emiliano Toyedo replaces Kainoa Winyard. And Kevin Alcantara singles. Why, 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 why? Why, why, why are you walking James Triantos to load the bases to bring up Kevin Alcantara? Two-run score. Game over. Well, not officially game over. He had to play it out still, but... Alcantara's very good. Alcantara's very good. Triantos is very good. Why are you intentionally walking James Triantos, who was just in high school, to face Kevin Alcantara, who was named a top 100 prospect on Thursday in the Arizona League? I don't care if you're going to leave in Kainoa Winyard or if you're going to bring in Emiliano Toyato to replace him or whatever. There, there's no reason. There's, there's simply no reason. It makes absolutely no sense to intentionally walk Triantos to bring up Kevin Alcantara with the bases loaded. If you have pitchers that you don't trust enough and you're not going to ever trust enough to get out Alcantara or Triantos, why are they in your organization? Final score, 13-11. to 11. Let's go to the Arizona League. No, the Dominican Summer League. Blue loses 9-2. Carlos Ramos, single, two walks, two runs. Lizardo Ruiz, single, RBI. Christian Hernandez, two walks. Frank Hernandez had a hit, had a walk. Leonel Espinosa, one for three, walk, RBI. Weimar Fabian, reliever, two and a third innings, three strikeouts. ERA on the season, 0.96. Get him stateside next season. Cubs red. Three guys had three hits. None of those three were Pedro Ramirez. Pedro Ramirez had a hit as well, but we're going to ignore Pedro Ramirez for a second. Christian Murray, three for four, run scored RBI. Brian Altuve, three for five, two runs, Three RBIs, home run. Andrews Cruz, three for four, run scored, RBI. Moises Ballesteros, homered. And, yeah, he went back-to-back with Brian Altuve. Emmanuel Dela Cruz, four innings, four hits. Gave up three runs in the first. Um, no walks, five strikeouts, season ERA of 2.10. You know what I say about pitchers when they have 2.10 ERAs in the Dominican Summer League, right? Get him to the United States. Uh, Jose M. Lopez, relief pitcher, two innings, two hits, no runs, one strikeout, ERA for the season, 
1.93. You know what I say about pitchers with an ERA of 1.93 in the Dominican Summer League? Get them to the United States. One thing about the Dominican Summer League stats page. Um, you get what you get. You get what you get with um, search engines. And baseball reference is usually my go-to. Baseball reference does not break down Dominican Summer League games. You can't get a listing of these are the 37 games he played in. He was, you know, two for four in this game. You walk down the list. You can't do that. That's not available. That's not an option. So with the Dominican Summer League, you either have to accept what you're seeing or work a whole lot harder at something than you really want to. So with um yeah with, with the DSL it, it it's really difficult to parse something together that's you know really interesting as far as you know well in his last 30 days he's been well what, how do you know that he's done that well it says right here that in his last 30 days you can do that for South Bend you can do that for Myrtle Beach you can do that for the I Cubs you can do that for um Myrtle Beach South Bend Tennessee Iowa you might even be able to do it for the DSL. I haven't uh, for the Arizona League. I haven't checked on that. I haven't had to. But with the DSL, you really can't check on that. So sometimes it gets to a point where you're trying to guess: Is this player hot? Is this player not hot? Because you can't go back and check. These are his numbers for the last thirty days, which is really kind of useful. Whether it's a pitcher, whether it's a hitter. Whether you're checking, uh, oh, these are his walk numbers over the last month. That's really helpful sometimes. But with the DSL, you can't do that. Andrews Cruz today went three for four. Run scored, RBI, eh, all singles. His batting average is up to 293. His OPS is up to 737. That might not sound very impressive. 292, eh, not even 300. 737 doesn't really sound all that impressive either, very possibly. Um, I'm verbally stalling a little bit because there's something I'm doing that I... Um, it's best to check this every day. Um, people like to... When people hear OPS numbers... When people hear OPS numbers, they like to put together their idea of the major leagues. The major leagues. I want my third baseman to have an OPS of 920. I want my right fielder to have an OPS of etc. And if it fails, falls below that, then he's a failure. He's garbage. He's, you know, get rid of him. Um, but as far as at the lower levels, and especially at the very, 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 very low levels... OPSs are not very high. The OPS at the Dominican Summer League is 680. 680 is the OPS. So if a player has an OPS of, let's say, 692, he's better than average. You know, he might have a bad batting average, or he might have a whole bunch of strikeouts, or he might have, but if he has an OPS of 692, he's better than average. And if you have a guy who's better than average, what do you want to do to him? 
when he's in the DSL. What do you want to have to do with guys above average? Next year, you want to... Right, exactly. You want to move him to the U.S. You want to move him stateside because he's having a good year. So why I say 680? I just said that four, four seconds ago. 680 is the OPS for it, the DSL. Andrews Cruz, OPS, 737. Andrews Cruz has not been this good. Andrews Cruz did not start the year this solidly. He was a uh, 2002 signing out of Nizayo, Dominican Republic. Um, and at some point during the winter, I'm going to start doing podcasts on specific prospects. And Andrews Cruz will be a work in progress because he is a guy who, he wasn't that good. He really wasn't that good. At the start of the season, he was hitting ninth. Because that's what guys hit when they don't hit very well. And Andrews Cruz was not doing very well. It, there, just, there, wasn't, there wasn't a there there at the start of this season. And uh, once I get done with the podcast, I'm going to cheat and do a little bit of research on it. But um, now all of a sudden, he's hitting 290. He has a an OPS well over league average, very well over league average, and it, it's really difficult to say anything much bad about him, even remotely. I you know I don't know what his defensive numbers are or anything along those lines, but Andrews Cruz has done very well this year. And when you have a player who's doing well, in the Dominican Summer League, you get him to the United States. So, uh, Andrews Cruz is my, let's see, uh, December 3rd, 2002. So, he's a late December. He is 18, obviously turns 19 in December, in the Zayo Dominican Republic. And, let's see, one more chat. Uh, yeah, th this is his first year of pro ball. First year pro ball, so the Cubs have him for a while. Um, six doubles, one triple, one homer, six stolen bases, two caught stealing, nine walks, 16 strikeouts in 37 games. Low walk, low strikeout. Okay. Um, but no, Andrews Cruz, his numbers are fantastic recently. And. That that should be that should be acknowledged. Um, so yeah, I I kind of apologize for running on and on and on and on, but there was so much stuff that went on today, um, and then there's still pitchers to go this week that are of interest. You're gonna uh, Anderson Espinoza, gonna have um, uh, oh my goodness, who's the um, Myrtle Beach has a couple of arms still worth, but no, it's, I'm going to miss this baseball season. I'm going to really miss this baseball season because, uh, it's what, once it, once it properly got going, it became really fun and I will miss having games going. And why is this screen trying to piss me off? Why is this screen trying to piss me off?
Okay, we're going to try this one more time. July 14th. Perfect. July 14th. Let's try July 15th. Um, yeah, thanks for stopping by. It was a fan. If you liked hitters, it was a great game. It was a great day. If you like pitchers, it was a great day. If you like things being on videotape that you could actually watch, it was a great day. If you're a J James Triantos fan, why the heck are they intentionally walking him in an Arizona League game? It was a fantastic day. It was an absolutely fantastic day. Apparently, the parent club had some struggles, uh, but we're not going to talk about those. Have a great day. More action coming on Friday. Enjoy, and have a great weekend.